If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, I'm Marty Sleeve. I have a beard and I drink coffee. I'm probably drunk. It's working! <laughs> we did it. My name is Mitch Dyer. Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. I think we decided this is episode 200. Well, this is episode we don't know how to count. three of us trying to get it to work. Take yeah. three, episode <laughs> yeah. 200. We had a You've, couple dry runs before this. You found episode three of five. Collect them all. <laughs> Collect them all. Uh, in theory, this is a working podcast. My name is Mitch Dyer. I'm hosting this trash. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey is out this week, uh, but in his stead, we have a special guest. But first, Marty Sleeva. Hi, back. everybody. I'm not in Hawaii because I'm not a traitor. Correct. That's, yeah. where, that's where they go. Uh, we abandoned them on an island. Destin yeah. Legary. Hi, everybody. No puns coming out of the gate? Uh, nothing, no, no garbage? How are we going to make segue jokes if we don't have we have no a t- run of show? So we do not have a guide this week, uh, namely because those are really dumb and I don't like organization. Yeah, also because Brian Altano is here this bra, week. Bra. And Brian's just going to get us way off the rails. Sure. Thanks for having me, yeah, man, by the way. The last time I was on the show, we recorded for an hour and a half, and then it, it was lost in the toilet. You're welcome. Sure. Yeah, I think someone actually put it there. Yeah. So yeah. after it was done, they're like, no, I just can't have this anymore. You, yeah. don't, you don't deserve this podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Nobody does. The first uh, recorded example of a computer committed suicide. Yeah. Just, it yeah. Was, it Actually, you could hear it crying in the background. Yep. It yep. was like right. the Hal scene from that movie. It's getting space. First topic, Shaq Shaq Hal. suicide. No. Oh, God. <laughs> suicide <laughs> in games. Does it happens. Um, yeah, it happens. Killer 7. Game. Killer, Killer 7. 7 in Persona. Uh, was there suicide in Persona? Don't those kids blow their brains out? They have monsters come oh, up? Oh, Persona 3. No, well, this in Worms, you can be a kamikaze. Yeah. Man, there's in Mario, you could walk off the cliff. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> I guess any game with player agency yeah. can be suicide. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Glad we got that one out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <Breakout> video. <laughs> game uh, journalism. Yeah. yeah. Let's yes. break that one out. Great. Um, so we don't actually have a run of show this week. We mm-hmm. just have a couple of conversation topics, which we'll get to. But at the top of the show, Brian, normally we just bullshit about stuff. Okay. So I, th- I feel like we're doing a good job of that so far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Especially my- now that we've uh, actually addressed it. And now that it's out in the open. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable. Now yeah. we just, yeah. It's kind of like giving yourself a nickname. Yeah. To be like, we're going to bullshit. I'm the Duke. Hey, we're bullshitting. <laughs> Everyone the- calls me the Duke. We're, we're just the- talking smack and jive talking Jimmy Jim. Welcome to Duke and the Dudes. Yeah. It's Sur- surfing words. Um, <laughs> no, I don't want to do any of that. I think we should, we should just, let's do the real show that you had planned. Oh, you didn't have one planned. Oh, yeah. No, we're doing it. We're doing it right now. Okay. 
Yeah, um, ostensibly. Brian's here. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that, was, yeah. that was the plan. Right. That was Brian Altano trying to rein us back in. Yeah. That's like a, an auto mechanic being like, oh, there's a, a clown car full of pies. We'll be able to fix any problem. No, this is, I'm not your. This is, what this is, is happening? This is not what you need to save your. You need something more logical. You need to run a show, and if you don't have that, then you're going to get garbage. What metaphor did you just fucking dig out of a cemetery? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You guys don't know about the great auto body clown wars of the <laughs> 1600s. That classic Before historical cars event. were made. <laughs> or clowns. Or clowns. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not a fan of those things, I think by Stephen the way. Cl- King. Uh, Stephen Kling. Stephen Kling. Stephen Kling. Stephen Kling. That's what his wife calls him. Stephen Kling. You're being a real Stephen Kling tonight, Stephen. He's like, I just really want to spend more time with you. Do we have any news? I'm Go so alone in books. Do we have any news we can cling on to? to oh. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Is that if there was the a news cling? Cling. Yeah, like, I don't have a run show. Show. Uh, Oh, Klingon, I get it. Yeah, uh, we do, but we're gonna get to those. We're gonna do some separate conversations about a couple topics I brought. Uh, I have a topic. Yeah, PlayStation Four has sold seven million units. That's insane. How do we feel about that as an Xbox <laughs> podcast? <laughs> we oh, have yeah. no idea how many Xboxes have been sold. They told us. Are we in, like, filming December. this? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. They told yeah. us in December. We're gonna break out some segments like we do. No updates yet. Yeah. Seven million is a lot. That's good news. I mean. People, good news for video games. people will get yeah. upset. It's like, oh, it's Xbox is losing or PlayStation. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, consoles selling a lot of units is really good news for everyone. Yep. yep. Especially like this early in the generation, seven million is stupid. That's a crazy yeah. number. Especially yeah. there's not a whole lot of amazing games out yet. Yeah. Like, like wait until E3 when they announce sure, like, sure. all of these huge new franchises and all these big sequels sure. yep. that all come out this year. Like, this this holiday is going to be crazy. Yeah. PS4 has a lot of support from their community, and people are just like, you need a PS4. And that's what people are recommending. Nobody's not – yeah. not a lot of people are saying Greg Xbox. yells a lot, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, Greg scares people. Yeah. Yeah. Something – actually, I brought this up recently. I can't remember if it was just, like, an office conversation or what. But the advantage PlayStation has over Xbox, at least in, like, the consumer mindset for me, is that, every, like, literally every day – you're hearing about some new PS4, PS3, and PS Vita game coming to those yeah. platforms. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox does not have that at all. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, this thing was announced, or there are 25... <laughs> nice. <laughs> what about tomorrow? <laughs> or there are, like, 65 Idea Xbox devs announced. Like, all right, cool, sure. but, like, what are their games? And you see 25 games, and you're like, all right, cool, when are they coming? Are they only coming to Xbox? No. Yeah. Like, that's a right, huge right. No, no, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. It's, it's constantly... It, when you read that over and over, like you just your mind immediately starts to associate PlayStation Four as being the more popular, busier console. Yeah. And then you read like news stories about it selling better, and you assume that that ball is going to keep rolling. But uh, it's like you said, like one of these things selling way better than the other, or even a little better than the other, is good for all of them. Because a few, like two years ago, we the only thing we had to look at was like uh, the Wii U sales, the Vita mm-hmm. sales, and we were like. Oh shit! Maybe new consoles are doomed. Maybe yeah. new. Maybe people just want to play Flappy Bird forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that's not the case. So that's pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, that being said, I, I do think you're right that it is weird that we aren't reading more new announcements about new Xbox One games all the time. I think that's just a matter of time. Yeah. Now that Phil Spencer is is at the wheel, and I mean, you know that their E3 is going to focus on games and not this entertainment garbage that yeah. I personally yeah. don't care about. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they got all that stuff out of the way. Yeah, I you don't need to put HBO Go on stage. Just be put rad. it on the yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Titanfall is going to have regular updates. Stop it. No? <laughs> Titanfall? Stop it. Yeah, we saw. Wait, are we you, could, talk you about could play PAX any game in Titanfall later? if you imagine it. <laughs> yeah, we can totally talk about PAX. Marty and I uh, just came back from a funcation in Boston where we saw and played a shit ton of video games. A playcation? A fuck. Playcation really good. 4? 
<laughs> Damn it, I'm really jealous. I didn't think of any of those. Those are all really bad. He's yeah. fine. You can have both of them. Okay, thanks. Uh, those are my ideas. We just got back from PAX where they had a ton of video games. Yeah. Um, I mean, being that this is an Xbox podcast, how did you feel about the Xbox presence, the future of Xbox via PAX? Um, so Xbox Sleeva. had... Xbox was the only of Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox, or Microsoft. Microsoft was the only one with an actual booth. Uh, that being said, the booth didn't really have a whole lot of upcoming games. Like, they had a big Titan Sports and Rise. Loco and Cycle. Titan, yeah. Uh, yeah. They had Super Time Force playable, which yeah. is cool in that nook. Um, Third-party-wise, though, there was some rad stuff uh, you could play coming out later this year. Uh, Evolve was awesome. Which oh, man. We've talked about that before, but that's coming out, I think, August, September. Something right? like that. Uh, that game is awesome by the guys who did Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's four humans against a monster that slowly grows bigger and bigger as the round goes on. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a brilliant concept for a game. Yeah, it's and really they, cool. had, like, they had the huge, I think, life-size creature on the that floor, thing was crazy. which was like, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. It was like 30 feet tall. Normally those things at events are really dumb, where it's like, oh, the, I mean, the Titan fall titan was really cool because it's yeah. like holy mm-hmm. crap that is a 30 foot tall robot shit. well because now i think we might make this into a video so i'm trying to be a little sure. more oh okay. uh, way to go <laughs> holy s word <laughs> i actually really love those things at events except for one year last year two years ago i had an exhibitor badge for e3 and i went to like the bethesda booth and they had this there was like these five dudes who were on the verge of crying and they they don't know they don't care about video games they don't know anything about that and they're putting together this like giant dragon <laughs> and they were just like the fucking thing <laughs> just got the wings won't the, the wings won't stay on I was like oh people have to build this yeah. and then tear it down and put it in trucks and like in like thirty boxes yeah like yeah. that monster's arm is like in like how, Cincinnati how right great now would it be if that truck on the way from Pax got into an accident and people just drove up and all of a sudden there's just like dead creature on the road <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, um, that game I think is really going to be special we saw yeah. an updated version of it like the way the upgrade system used to work in Evolve I'm trying to keep it a little bit on track I'm trying to play no, it's, just, it's reminded me of when uh, there was uh, 400 booth babes actually spilled out of a truck on uh, <laughs> a, a, a highway in Texas yeah Jesus. that was the most booth babes we ever lost in one afternoon <laughs> it was a tragic day yeah. a lot of them were old <laughs> so that's fine <laughs> Whatever. What else did you like? I like the idea of like the Golden Girls of Booth Babes. <laughs> like they, they, they were like showing off the Commodore 64. It's my 74th E3. <laughs> One more time out in the, with the boobs on the road. Yeah, I, I love that idea. That's great. I think people should have. There should be 90 year old Booth Babes at E3. I think that year. would be delightful. Because Booth Babes, that's all. Nobody wants Booth Babes. Nobody does. Like, it's horrible. If you're a nerd, yeah. uh, go online and look at boobs literally anywhere else. <laughs> if you're a game developer, that doesn't make your game better. If no. you're a game journalist it doesn't make us want to like learn yeah. i don't go oh let's go where the tits are yeah like yeah. i don't do that also let's write more positive coverage of the tits games right yeah. that nothing there's booth babes are horrible they're horrible for women except for like if I, like if you're a woman and you work at hooters like i guess that's better what that if you're day a but it's still bad <laughs> it's still bad like yeah. no nobody loves booth babes no so let's make booth babes a hundred <laughs> Let's make the world's <laughs> oldest booth. Yeah, games. let's let them give me wisdom while I'm playing yeah. Borderlands Vita. That's attached to their like walkers. <laughs> <laughs> and like newsflash, uh, the hundred-year-old booth babe will probably know just as much about your game as the twenty-five-year-old. Yeah, one, seriously. Which is- None. And she could be like, $60 in World War II could have bought me a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting for this. I'm fighting for 100 year old I love booth it, yeah. Let's do that. Let's get that at the IGN booth. Because then I would be like, dude, I really don't want to cover that game. And you'd be like, there's five 100-year-old women there. And they're all vying for the record for world's oldest booth babe. And I'm like, dude, 
get every camera we own. Let's yeah. go check this also, out. It's gonna be like, you want to disappoint her because she does not have a lot of time left. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're not going to be like, oh, how come? So bleak. How come it. you? How come you can't play as Waluigi in Smash Brothers? She'll be like, it's there's only so much. <laughs> Time in the world. <laughs> great. Do you really need to waste really judgmental? <laughs> what if we get really judgmental if somebody only has like a seventy-year-old booth? Babe? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I. W- that's what like I would do. Hundred-year-olds <laughs> over there. Like some some forty-five-year-old shows up. Ninety-year-old one over there. And this other company doesn't get the memo. And they're like, "Hi, this is Trixie. She's our twenty-five-year-old booth." Ugh, that's gross. Get out of here. I can still see your normal skin. That is disgusting. Are those your real teeth? Get out of here. That is that is horrible. Oh, poor Trixie. Uh, <laughs> that was your go-to. Trixie. She was trying so hard yeah. to um, represent Battlefield 9. If your name is Trixie and you're not a magician's assistant or, or a, a booth Kong. babe or a Kong, <laughs> then I, your parents, they, they're, they're, they're naming for you and their hopes for you did not match up. It's two ships passing in the night. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah, man, anytime. This will be my so last episode. Yeah, it's great. I love it. We're making it count, though. Yeah. Um, other, other video games it packs. Yeah, right? We saw a demo for the pre-sequel, the Borderlands. Yeah, we did see that. Andrew uh, Goldfarb Andrew, was Andrew Goldfarb made it. Yeah, he was playing the demo. Who? He got yelled at. Andrew Goldfarb? He got yelled at? Yeah, because he yeah. got yelled about this. He, so in that game, one of the things you can do is, like, you can double jump, and then you hit a button to do a butt stomp, where you just, like, you shoot back down toward the moon. Yeah, because you're playing on, like, low gravity. So yeah, so you double yeah. jump, and then you just shoot back down to the ground, and it's, like, an area of effect attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time Goldfarb had to show it to us, he fucked up. And he got yelled at by Mikey Newman, and it was delightful. Yeah. Good. What did he do? Jump off a cliff? He, or no, he jumped up and then just like floated <laughs> down really slowly. And then, like, Mikey was very just passive aggressive. Like, oh, that was really, that was really great, new guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. Um, that game looks cool. Uh, Ubisoft had a lot of cool games there. They had The Crew, they had Child of Light, uh, they had Watch Dogs, which wasn't playable, even yeah. though this was the last time, the last public show before the game actually comes out. It's so weird how often. Strange. When is Watch Dogs out? May twenty twenty first twenty eighth twenty eighth. We don't know our job. Yeah, so we okay. are we are like Whatever. what five five away. weeks from yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And we've like Marty's played a ton of it, and it was at this event being like shown but not playable. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you show an open world game effectively, especially like this late, where you're like, all right, we don't really have a demo space, so go play our kind of broken game that still needs a bit of polish. Yeah, yeah. in a public space. I don't know. Like yeah, that's I, a weird thing to demo. Yeah, I mean, the game's... I, it's weird they haven't let people play it. I've played it. It's not broken. It's a very... It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's fine as a playable thing. Sure. Uh, so I'm not sure why they didn't give people... Maybe the open world thing. Like, open world games don't demo super well for, like, ten minutes. I mean, yeah, Grand Theft Auto didn't really have... Yeah, playable. Rockstar is that weird. Like, they don't have yeah. to do anything, though. But, yeah. I mean, Ubi's Rockstar been showing it. But, no, it, it, it is funny you bring up GTA, because it's like, I've... We're every new sandbox game that comes out is sort of living this post Grand Theft Auto Five world, sure. yeah. mm-hmm. where uh, you have to measure up to that. You have to measure up to it, and the way everyone's been getting around it is to do something that's sort of like highly specific, right? Like if you're like Infamous, it's like, well, you can't talk to anybody in town, you can't steal cars, and you but can't go on a superhero, on, but you can fly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Watch Dogs is like, you know, you can't go on a guided tour of although a little Easter egg stuff. There's yeah. no dating or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, but you can you, use a computer. But you can use a computer. So uh, yeah, GTA's approach is sort of like we're gonna work on this for like five years. With or Rockstar's approach, yeah. unlimited money, and you're gonna be able to do like literally everything in the game. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is like, well, we have to put out one of these like every year, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's got to be a highly 
specified version of what you can do in a sandbox, sure. which is good and bad. Like I loved Infamous when you're flying around, but when you land on the street and people are like, hey, it's the guy with the powers. And you're like, I, that's all our interaction. And yeah. cars drive by, there's no, you can't do anything with yep. them. Yeah. Um, it's kind of disappointing. So I'm, I'm sort of worried Watch Dogs is going to fall into that category of like we're used to so much more freedom and yeah. uh, just options in terms of what we can do with the world. And Watch Dogs is very focused down yeah. one path. That being said, it looks pretty cool. So it's we'll cool. See. Yeah, it's representation <clears throat> of Chicago. I'm a mm-hmm. Chicago kid, so that that part of it. Really I didn't know that appeals with me. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I like that a lot. Uh, there's wind. There's there's wind and rain. <laughs> what do you mean there's wind? Uh, they have this cool. Yeah, it's like one engine, of their dumb bullet points yeah. is yo, it's windy and his jacket moves. Dynamism. Oh, it doesn't yeah. make it like hard to walk down the street, right? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it is, is there like windy. cartoon wind? <laughs> like it's like trees and his hat flies off. He's chasing his hat down a, a street. Oh, That's actually that. what the game is about. Yeah. Or he's like, I gotta yeah. deliver this report to Johnson, and the papers yeah. fly out, and yeah. he's running around the park for an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes someday they'll make that dog. game. No. Um, um, so we're gonna shake. Uh, are you done with packs? We can move on. No, I no? mean the big. That, uh, what was our favorite? Below. Part? Yeah. So below. Cappy We finally got to play, which we've talked about on the podcast a lot by Cappy, who did uh, Sword and Sorcery yes. and Super Time Force. Uh, below, we finally got to play it. It, it is legit. Tell me about this game. So uh, you're going to love it. I've heard. I've heard. Everybody has said, like, this is this is your game, Brian. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the crude comparison that we made at the show was like, yo, it's like the original Legend of Zelda meets Dark Souls meets Diablo. Okay. Like, you have this top-down perspective. You have all these dungeons and all these items that you're retrieving. You're, like, you, the whole idea is, like, just go deeper and deeper into these dungeons. See what you find. See what's there. Um, is com- it is it like randomized? Is it like the binding it's of procedural. Isaac? Or- so, it's procedural. Okay. So there's- yeah, it's, it's pr- like 90% procedural, and then every once in a while there's like a handcrafted room that's just like the most gorgeous thing. Yeah, ever. where yeah. it's like you walk out of this door, and it's like there's this busted ship that's like totally wrecked against the rocks, and you go out there, and you go into the ship, and you poke around. It's like, man, this is like a giant gorgeous scene. I got everything I need. I'm going to go back inside, and it's procedurally generated mm-hmm. dungeon yeah. with like, okay, there's this side room over here with like, high-level threat enemies of this kind of type. Like, maybe you run into a room and it's all snakes or it's all whatever. Yeah. Um, and there might be treasure at the end of it. There might not. Yeah. It's very much, uh, I think, where the original Legend of Zelda comparisons come in is that there, the game has no text. It has no exclama- or explanation. It's very much just, like, visual, ambient storytelling yeah. where you're dropped in the middle of this world and you're mm-hmm. never given direction on where to go. Uh, you get into this cave, and it's just, like, the saddest, loneliest thing. God, and I love you that. you just yeah. die. Like, you will die so many times. Yeah. Your character bleeds out to death. And oh, you're man. just like, well, how do I stop my bleeding? Bleeding. You look in your inventory, and you're like, I have some grass, and I have this thing. and they Shove don't tell the you- grass in the blood <laughs> hole. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you what anything does. Like, yeah. You have to just figure that out for yourself. And, like, evidently, or eventually you just die, and then you just reappear at the bonfire yeah. as another person. And then when you make your way down, you can find that character's dead body and Loot their grab stuff. their stuff. So. Interesting. And, like, there are, to that point, like, you, know, you bleed out, and you don't know how to stop bleeding. There are really interesting systems in place, like you can craft potions, and or you can like cauterize your wound, cauterize your fire. You can. This has been a thing. uh, This has happened a lot in games in the last few years. The whole like you're a character, you die, and the next character starts and finds your yeah, yeah. Which I yeah. like. I'm yeah. super down with that. Yeah. Like Binding of Isaac, kind of mm-hmm. Dark Soulsy, and I, I I love the way uh, like Zombie U actually term. handled yeah. it really zombie well. Yes, that's and, like your character was a zombie that you would have yeah like, that you'd have to, to kill you have like, to kill your bat. your yeah. character and like steal all your stuff back. That was yeah. really cool. And this game is it's absolutely gorgeous. And the score by uh, Jim Guthrie, <sighs> the score for uh, any game, the movie and Sword and Sorcery is yep. insane. It's this like weirdly melodic ambient thing where. You know, it's like brooding tones, but then also there's like some jingles to it where you're like, yeah. Yeah, this is like really awesome music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that game really is vulgar be... rap. 
Yeah. Well, it's very important to have some of that. Yeah. Yeah. In your uh, yeah. contemplative dungeon crawler. Yeah. 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 It was like Bubba Sparks. Yeah. The <laughs> that, that was Bubba like Sparks. Go-to vulgar app. But yeah. yeah, that was PAX. That game, that game is really cool. PAX was a lot of fun. There is a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of go back to that earlier point of like, yo, is there any Xbox games anymore? Yeah, all yeah. those things we just named. Yeah, there's some. Tell the no, they're, this they're all out. They all came out. They're that done. was yeah. it. Done. Shut it down. Xbox Titan World's fall. over. Sorry, yeah. Phil and your E3 games presentation. Yep. Don't need it anymore. Yep. No, I, I, re- I really feel like uh, mm-hmm. they are in the spot right now to kind of just take take back the crown if they want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they'll, or at least to try, which is great. Again, for gamers, because yeah. like when you have everybody competing, it was like you know to go back to rap. It was like <laughs> when I lived in New York and Nas and Jay Z were battling yeah. all the time. Like it just meant that like every other week we would get awesome records from them because they were just really angry at each yeah. other and passionate, and they were just. And as a fan, you would just sit there and go, "This is great," yeah. <laughs> you know. But like when one guy runs everything, and she's like, no, "I'm the king of New York and I'm the best," and you're like, "Well, you suck." Like, yeah. there's, there's nobody competing for your throne right now, yeah. and there's nothing good happening. You just you just basically get complacent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with with this, that doesn't allow that anymore. Like, if yep. you think about, like, when we used to just have sports games and EA owned everything and then they just yeah. – that was it. They got complacent. Yeah. Like, there was and no then, competitive exactly. edge to kind of push them to be better. Exactly. So Microsoft and E3, like, it, you know, it's going to be like last year where everyone's going to come out with their biggest guns and Sony's going to have Uncharted and Microsoft's going to have a bunch of Halos and stuff and who knows. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. should it's be awesome. awesome. Uh, so instead of our normal format, which is typically we have a interlude between now and the other section, which is news, we are going to shake it up a bit because I don't like organization. But I organized enough that uh, this will be at least be a show that is worth listening to. Uh, so we have three topics I want to go over. Okay. I have um, to leave in seven minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, Dustin will join us for at least one of them. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, so Marty, yeah. something I want to ask you about is another Marty. Marty Marty Janetti. Marty Janetti. Yeah. Marty Janetti. <laughs> the rocker. Michaels yeah, when Shawn Michaels threw him through the – we're talking about famous wrestlers <laughs> in the 90s who may or may not be alive anymore. <laughs> They're not. No, rest, professional wrestling is basically like – It's because we're on topic. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's like being in a, a Final Destination movie. Yeah, yeah go on. We're it, you're gonna die bad somehow, but we just don't know when. Yeah. It's going it's to happen. It's just soon. inevitable. Yeah, we've talked about wrestling each show the last three weeks. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's yeah. topical. Yeah, and only I was once in a Royal Rumble I... at PAX. Yeah, Mitch was in a Royal Rumble. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, everybody was talking about that thing. Good because it was rad. Yeah. Uh, to get back on topic, Marty, Marty O'Donnell. Marty O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, composer of the Halo music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bungie composer. Now he's working on Destiny. Yeah, uh, and no, by, he's not. by is I mean was because <laughs> Marty O'Donnell was fired from Bungie this week. Was he fired? He li- yep. So he said, like he, he said that unjustly he, terminated. Yeah, he says okay. he was terminated quote without cause. Okay, fired's a hard word. Was he fired? Don't know. Well, it sounds like because yeah. uh, Bungie will not talk to us about it. Like Jose is there. <laughs> he's at Bungie, and they refuse to talk to him about it at all. Nobody will answer my emails. Nobody is willing to talk about, like, what happened. They posted a blog that's like, ah, we wish Marty the best. He's a really good dude. He's going to be a bright future. Yeah. Like, it's really PR. Like, there's something going on at and that Marty's studio. Marty's like, F everything. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, like, not really happy. angry on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I'm just curious, like. That, that guy worked with Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. You know how many people can say they work with pa- Paul McCartney? Like, far more. 20. Well, there were, there were three guys and one of them died. <laughs> yeah. So, or two uh, of them died, I guess. Okay, so my number stands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and what's one even crazier is that he's Chris O'Donnell's dad. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. 
He's Robin's, okay. Robin's father. Okay. I, yeah. I was waiting for the part he's where Papa, you said, just kidding. He's and Papa Bird. Papa Robin is his yeah. name. He's Papa John. He died in that acrobat accident. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Great to just like you not engage. Not engage. It's really annoying to host this podcast. <laughs> I know. And now, like, Brian is me. It's like impossible to rein any of us idiots in. It's perfect. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, high level, I mean, do you guys think this means anything for Destiny? Like, will his departure. Like, they're obviously going to get another composer, and that game's going to have music. I but mean, I would assume that he already composed a lot of music. Right. Like, yeah. that game's been in production for Right. Like, I almost wonder, like, that game is out this year. Is his stuff done? Like, and he was like. Six months. Right, and maybe he just didn't have anything, and they said, okay, cool, your work is done, so see ya. It's possible. I mean, we can can theorize as much as we want about how far along he was in the project, what they're going to do from... Like like you said, the the game will ship with music. (laughs) (laughs) Or will it? An investigative report. Few games ship without music. Limbo. Thousands of games a year. (laughs) Limbo had, like, a... It sounded like it's a truck slowly backing up for three hours. Um, so it'll have music. Uh, that being yeah. said, it's weird to assume that somebody that's been there that long, that it's that prolific, yeah. would just not do anything. So uh, I, I'm sure it was something more personal. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, these things are when, – when you work on games like or, or any projects of this magnitude, you have a tremendous clashing of – personal responsibilities and the vision of like the overall team which sure. is incredibly difficult especially with something as personal as music i'm sure he was working on it and that he had a vision for it and if there was a separate vision for it like he leaves somebody else can come in and just be like oh i want fucking tambourines all over this <laughs> and they're like well he's gone now so what are you gonna do about it suck it like it's old tambourine planet <laughs> right right or maybe he wanted a whole tambourine planet and they're like you gotta go like you know and this this happens a lot so yeah. uh i don't know i wish him the best like he's immensely talented he's yeah. made some of the greatest yeah, I mean, that music to ever so yeah, iconic, yeah. Totally. It's, he's made some of the greatest music to ever come from from this medium so like i know he will land on his feet yeah hopefully maybe with amy henning working on a star wars game oh my <laughs> god man yeah so somebody tweeted that at me today like wouldn't oh, it be really? awesome if he ended up at visceral like yeah the dude who was starring in uncharted the and island of misfit amy toys yeah. 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 misfit fireds yeah and yeah well, and the response almost universally, aside from that one, was people going, wow, he needs to go to 343. Do like, more Halo. I'm kind of like, no, no. Like, he put his mark on Halo. I want yes. him to put his mark on something else. Also, yeah. like, they have a guy already. They yeah. didn't fire their music guy. Yeah. They have one. He's doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, where would you if you could have him go one place? I mean, what do you need? I also I I kind of wouldn't want him to go to Visceral just because I wouldn't want him to have to work in that framework of what we know or think of as Star Wars. Sure, sure. I want him to go somewhere and be able to create his own you know, like a new IP. That's a really good point, actually, because if he goes somewhere that already has its own sort of style guide, yeah. like mm-hmm. Star Wars is that John Williams and everything yeah. that could branch off sure, of that. Sure. Like they're not going to bring his style into it and have them reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we should we should add, like ask let's ask our audience. Where do you want to see him go? Like, where yeah, do you yeah. think would benefit from his music? Because he's immensely talented. So wherever he goes is only going to be better. But yeah, they're not actually just going to fire some guy that already has a job that's already doing music because yeah. like this is not people's that's jobs not are not trading works. cards. Like yeah. people think about them like that all yeah. the time. So um, this is yeah, sports. I, I read yeah. this. I read this one. Like one comment was just like, "Oh yeah, good. I, he, there was too many, too much percussion in his music." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, fuck you. Yo, we need no more drums in Destiny. He yeah. should definitely be fired because he had the too many toms. Yeah, too many yeah. snares. Get out of town. <laughs> My dad was killed by a snare. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Sorry, guy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the response was obviously extremely negative online. People flipped out, like, how dare they? He is Halo. He is going to be, like, the heart and soul of Destiny. But, like, part of me is also wondering if that's true, like, or if it would be true in the future. Like, will they be okay without him? Probably. And it's, like, a depressing thing to say, but... Well, no, you're nailing it. I mean, there isn't... I don't think that there's one part of any of these machines that are multifaceted and have millions of moving parts in almost anything that would require that would like Mario games will live on past Shigeru Miyamoto sure. uh, on the Uncharted franchise will live on past Nolan North yeah. Metal Gear is living on past David Hader past David Hader mm-hmm. and it, so it's like I mean if you took away the music if you took away Kojima and you took away like some of the figureheads that, that were there for that it's horrible and it's bad and we don't want to live in we don't yeah. want to picture living in a world like that but there are people that have seen the way they, they that they do things and there yeah. are people that want to do things their own way like i mean we've been how old how how long how many batmans have we seen in exactly. our life you know yeah. mm-hmm. like when yeah. i was a kid i grew up watching the 1950s batman that my dad watched mm-hmm. and then batman the animated series came out and then batman forever and you know yeah, the tim yeah. burton movies and then the schumacher trash and then mm-hmm. the nolan things that completely rebooted it and then there was multiple tv shows and games within that uh now ben affleck ben now ben affleck yeah, yeah. and there's there's ways there's these things will live forever. Like, a, a timeless IP will live forever. It'll live past. Like, if Destiny goes on to be the next Halo or something, you know, it's there'll be 10, 20 years, 30, yeah. 40, 50 years, 100 years of Destiny as a, as a sure. franchise. Yeah. And people will work on that, and people will picture it differently, and, you know. Yeah, you'll get good ones. You'll get bad ones. Yep. But some, you I mean, might see, like, the rubber nipple suits on some characters. <laughs> you might see, yeah. you know. We can hope. Like, yeah, yeah. only hope. I mean, exactly. Halo There's Four the... is the ultimate shining or uh, silver lining here, right? Like, yeah. you, Halo Four was a had some pretty great music without Marty O'Donnell. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Destin's going to just awkwardly Sorry, exit. Bye, Thank Destin. you, Destin. Bye, yeah. Guys. Yeah. I mean, a great scientist once said, "You know, life will find a way." That's a fact. Was that Jurassic Park? Yeah, the scientist named Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> classic. Uh, just Jurassic Park. Another <laughs> topic that I wanted to bring up this week. Uh, Marty at PAX, you went to the Gearbox panel. I did go to the Gearbox. They gave out issues of OXM, official Xbox magazine. Yeah. uh, Two weeks early. The cover story is Tales from the Borderlands, Mm -hmm. and there's a ton of details in there. Um, Just a quick rundown. Like, what's the most interesting thing about that game? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not – I enjoy Borderlands for the the mechanics and the combat and everything. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the writing's writing's fine, but, like, it never really struck me as, like – incredibly written series that I wanted to see Telltale take a stab at. So I was sort of on the fence when I heard that Telltale's, you know, thing after Wolf Among Us and before Game of Thrones was this. Yeah, it was It was a weird, it was yeah, kind of a weird surprise. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But uh, some of the details in OXM I thought were really interesting. Uh, so first off, we sort of knew this, but there are two uh, protagonists in the game. You're going to play as a guy and a girl, and at certain points the game is going to switch perspective, but the whole series is going to be told... Uh, after the events that have taken place, and they're with this mysterious stranger, and they're retelling the story of their adventure to him, and they're going to cut each other off. And so you'll be playing, the guy's going to be like, yeah, I went to this bar, and it was insane. I just pulled up my guns, and I just messed everyone up. It was great. And the girl's going to come in and be like, nope, that's not how it happened. Like, <laughs> oh, they, that's they got awesome. the jump on you. Like, you are absolutely lying to this guy. You were a coward, and you that, had to like, uh, lie your way out of it. That sounds like the dynamic that... Like most people's parents have. Yes. Oh man. Oh, my God. Wow. Where it's like the father's telling like, well, back in the seventies we said it, then the mom's like, that's not the way it happened at all. You're <laughs> stop. You've been running this into the ground for yeah. years. And I love the idea of that like unreliable narrator, like the two people just totally. like yeah. bickering back and forth. Right. So. And like the thing that comes immediately to mind when you say that is like, are they both playing the stranger? Like, is this is any of the stuff that we're going to be playing true? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, 
Another thing they said is that uh, money plays a huge role in the game in terms of they said like one of the first very first decisions we have in the game is just without context you start you the scene opens up and there's uh, a briefcase full of money and a and a guy who's dying next to it and you're just like well what is happening and so you're like do I just take this money and walk away right, do I right. tend to the guy and be like hey let me help you let me save you yep. is this your money uh, and so having money so if you take the money and walk away. Then you have money in your inventory, and maybe at a certain point you're going to be like, "All right, you're about to get in this this shootout. All these guys are about to come to town, and you have your dialogue tree." And the guy's like, "Oh, here's my general store. Like, what can you afford?" And if you didn't take the money, it might be like, "All right, pistol for you." Right. If you stole that money, he's like, "Oh, you can take the rocket launcher." Yeah. Like, that's and that's an interesting MacGuffin that uh, Telltale sort of played with before, like uh, in The Walking Dead season one. Mm-hmm. Um, without getting too much into spoiler territory, that there's a scene where you find a car. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Clementine can – you can take the hoodie and put it on her or you can just kind of leave it and walk away. Yeah. And you interact with the character that owns that car later on in the game. So they, that's kind of cool to see them bringing yep. stuff this like that like back. This is like a bigger, grander version yeah, of that. Sure. Yeah. Even in like scene. Wolf yeah. Among Us does it a little bit too with like you can – if you're – sort of sneaking into someone's apartment, you can open a drawer and you find money and it might be yeah. dirty money and you can kind of choose whether you take it or not. And then later on it might be like someone is like, well, I need a ride home. And it's like, if you don't have the money, you're just like, yeah. oh, sorry. I yeah. Can't, I or can't if you help trash you. someone's place, they might be like super uncooperative next time you come back yeah, or more yeah. cooperative. Like yeah. That. Which, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I think after walking dead, we were all sort of uh, weary of like, well, is this a one trick pony for telltale? Like, sure. I'm going to be able to do it again because Jurassic park wasn't that great. Like, uh, yeah. Back to the Future was interesting, but you know, Walking Dead was so amazing, and then I think Wolf Among Us was the big like, holy crap! No, mm-hmm. they're able to do this. this like they're able to nail it. it. Um, I, so I think they're they're uh, they're sort of reimagining what uh, our preconceived notions are of their games as well. Yeah. Like I think just doing stuff like that, like if we if if we can look back at the Walking Dead and be like, it wasn't just story based decisions and stuff like that, but it was also like item based. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they're heading towards that, where Mitch's character has twenty thousand dollars and mine's broke. We're gonna have completely different games, yeah, so yeah. that's really interesting. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's different than just narrative. That's that's actually there. Are, it, it's there's, there's like physical, yeah. There's a yeah. physical, fundamental mechanic yeah. way to to change the story there. So that's cool. Yeah, that's it's actually like they're. It feels like they're evolving to become more like the video games that they stayed away from. Yeah, but yeah. still keeping themselves in their roots. So 100%. I actually really like that a lot. Yeah, so do that's I. Smart. Uh, they also they hinted at there's going to be some sort of connectivity or, or, or communication yeah. between that and proper Borderlands games, which they wouldn't That's go into, weird. but Probably I don't know pre-sequel. if it's like the pre-sequel if there's a... So this takes place after... Tales from Borderlands takes place after Borderlands 2, whereas the pre-sequel ah, obviously takes place wow. before Borderlands 2. So maybe there's something... I mean, I don't know how something you would do in Tales would affect... Yeah. Story-wise, I mean, maybe it's just like maybe it's it, link, it, like you played it. Here, have some money. Yeah, or like yeah. on your hard drive, it's like, oh, you found this weapon that's exclusive because you did something in Tales from the Borderlands. Now yeah, you can use that. You can buy that. In, yep. Uh, yep. In the pre-sequel, so um, my big concern here is like, I for the reasons you mentioned, like I trust Telltale implicitly at mm-hmm. this point. Like that is a very talented studio who can tell great stories. This is a world that I'm they can not tell great tales. <sighs> Stop. Yeah. They. Uh, but this is a series that I enjoy for various reasons, but story is not one of them. And I'm yeah. very curious to see, like, the world is interesting in terms of, like, visual aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, it looks this way, and that's cool. But, like, the actual character interactions and stuff are funny but kind of forgettable for me yeah. in Borderlands. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, is a Telltale Borderlands game something you guys care about? Are you going to play this? Yes, I am because I'm – less inclined to skip through all of that stuff to get to the real meat of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the first person shooter, you know, you're playing the first person shooter ones and you're like, I, I 
this game is shooting at its core. Everything else is secondary. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think if you pull all the shooting stuff out, because to me the uh, the sort of like the loop of like collect loot to upgrade to collect better loot to yeah, collect sure, better sure. loot. Yeah. That either hooks you or it doesn't. Yeah. And for me, it never really sunk its teeth I'm in. I'm the same way. Yeah. And I've, I've played them all and I love them. And you know, I've gotten pretty far on them and stuff like that. But in terms of getting to the point where it's like, uh, and you know, people are crack addicts with this stuff. Like sure, every yeah. DLC drop, they're like, they gotta get to the level cap and they have to get all the best guns and mm-hmm. everything like that. Um, and it never really grabbed me like that. But I do appreciate the art style. I do appreciate the tone and the humor. Yeah. Yeah. So if they can find a way to sort of strike the balance between getting that stuff right and then pulling in parts of the story that we've never really gotten a chance to appreciate because yeah. we're too busy like chasing shooting this loot addiction yeah. and chasing sh- yeah. shooting then I think they might be onto something yeah. Like, yeah and especially if they're removing the shooting from it right like yeah. presumably I mean, there will be some kind of shooting yeah they combat, said that but... there's going to be combat but it's going to be sort of a middle point between Telltale non-combat and yeah. Borderlands actual shooting and yeah. combat so in focusing on story and characters mm-hmm. and presumably writing uh, yeah. ahead of all of that like I don't know. Maybe this will be where they finally prove to me, like, no, this is like a world you really care about. Yeah, These yeah, characters yeah. are awesome. One of the uh, we were talking about this at lunch the other day. One of the weird things that that kept me from really like, I think, getting attached to the story in Borderlands Two, despite the fact that like I appreciate the writing. I think sure. it's good writing. I Anthony's an incredible writer. Yeah, like, that I mean, guy he, writes incredible jokes. He has really great character so moments. I'm excited about that because, yeah. like, I mean, Telltale was known for their humor. Like they did Monkey Island, they did Walls and Ground. Yeah. like yeah. they were known for humor, uh, and obviously they went a bit away from that with. Uh, Walking, you know, dead. walking Dead, especially, and we'll although you could feel that bubbling up all the time, with like with the high five with Doc and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's little mo- <laughs> like it's actually when there are moments of humor in The Walking Dead, you almost appreciate them so much yeah. more because they're magnified exponentially based on the drab theme of the world. Like, um, but and I feel like with Wolf Among Us, they they let go a little bit and had more fun. Would you have uh, appreciated if uh, at the end of season one? Uh, when Lee says, I love you, Clementine, if he just farted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we actually we did a video on IGN a few years back. I don't know if you guys ever saw this, but I don't even – yeah, we put it up. At, it, it was one of those, like, it's Friday afternoon. Let's get out of here. We put it up. But people, like, really worked on it. But we uh, we put farts in, the, like, famous moments from video games. I love like, it. Master Chief gets into, like, the cockpit, and he's like – and it's like <laughs> – um, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. great. So I'd love to do a sequel to that. Yeah. I'm going to make that a – Make a note. I'm gonna I'll make, make a, a note point for of you. Of mine. Um, Fart sequel. But yeah, the humor the humor's awesome. Yeah, and I think, so I'm I think like, that again. Bringing back that to the forefront would be really cool. Yeah. Um, and that's like – I'm always fighting for video games to be funnier. Yeah, so. definitely. Uh, last subject of the week that I want to talk about is Trials Fusion is out this week. It yep. is a $20 game, which is – kind of becoming the norm for digital games but the thing that's interesting about it is it also has a separate $20 season pass that gives you six pieces of DLC over the course of a year they guarantee that all of those will be out by May 2015 um, okay. and this game is also available at retail for 40 bucks, where you buy the game for 40 bucks and you get all of that you get oh, the cool. season pass you get the game Okay. people are reacting really negatively to this and I did our review go up? yes what do we get? I it? actually don't know because I haven't read it Okay. Um, Marty's going to bring it up uh, as we kind of vamp our way into this conversation. But I'm curious, Brian, what you make of this. Uh, is this something people should be getting upset about? The business model? Yeah. I mean, you have this game that's available for 20 bucks. It's a digital game. It's Right. I mean, this used to be an Xbox-exclusive franchise, too, but so no this longer. So this, this is oil and water with the business practices that are happening with the people who make the consoles, who are sort of – like, we're, we're – uh, like, Minecraft is coming out for PS3 as a retail 
disc soon, right? Because mm-hmm. it hasn't been yet. It's only been downloadable. And you can buy it and you can put it in. You can play it and stuff like that. And that's great. But, uh, like, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One are, you know, moving towards this always online future. And they're constantly reminding you of that. And obviously you can play both without really connecting to that. But at the same page, we have uh, publishers going, you know, well, this is for the people that never go online. Here's that retail disc. Um, And I do think that it's a smaller group by the Mm -hmm. day, but there there still is a group of people that want – packaged goods sure. they want this physical tangible medium that reminds them they own the game they they want this like proof yeah. that their money did, went, didn't just go to a couple kilobytes does it weird question does it actually come with a disc that is not that's not a weird yeah. question that's just, it's weird that's really that's good question yeah. i don't know i would it, assume so right yeah yeah i mean because I've, I've gotten things like that before you we open it up wow. and there's just a code inside yeah. i didn't even um, think about that that's yeah. a really good yeah. point uh, that's gonna be a weird future well, because if it doesn't, yeah, yeah when you have things on the shelf, but they don't actually hold anything. Yeah. They're like, if you go to like a model home, it's just fake books on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Classic I don't, fruit. and I don't know where that where that falls in like a, a you know the, a collector's heart because like I think the big thing is that if I you know if I have a game, like if I have Earthbound on Super Nintendo, like you and I can play that game thirty years from yeah. now. I can hook my Super Nintendo up to my TV. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if I have Trials and it's it's just a code. And that's tied to whatever system I put it on. Yeah. And when that system dies, it's done. Yeah. Or it's tied to my account. Oh, that account that my account dies. Or, or, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so many. Like in the apocalypse with a generator, I can play Earthbound, sure, right? Sure, sure. But 30 years from now, maybe I can't yeah. do that. No internet. Trials. Can't download trials. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so Vince gave the game an 8.2. Okay. Which is that's great. a really good score. Yeah. I have a, I've been, so I, I sit right across from Vince. Um, and I have an interesting anecdote. While while he was playing this game, he unlocked. He went through like the main campaign, which uh, allows you to play like some very very crazy, very difficult yeah. levels. Um, and it's called trials, which means that you are trying. You, there's a <laughs> lot of trial and error. Trial there's and error. a lot. It, I mean, the game should be called trial and error, but it would sold. It would have sold half as many copies. Yeah. Um, and there was one level in that game, and I don't know if he mentions it in his review, but I'll say it here that he restarted. Four hundred we yes. and seventy-three times. I was there at three hundred fifty, and I watched him get to four hundred. I'm like, all right, going home. Yeah. Have a good night. <laughs> and it's one of those things, like when you're when you're home and you're doing something like that, and there's nobody there to see you do it. Like it's almost like it's not really happening. Yeah. You don't really think about it. But Trials has a counter in the corner, which is fucking like, oh, yeah. like I've played I've played Mario levels like so many times that they give you that shame suit. And oh yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. you know, or I you know I've played uh, <laughs> like Donkey Kong so many times that I keep dying on the same thing, yeah. and I'm like, I'm gonna keep trying it, keep trying it. But this game in the corner said 473 times. I don't think he realized that there were a bunch of us watching him, and he kind of looked up and was just like. Oh, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those games, like, if, you're, if your wife walks in and she's like, why do you keep replaying the same exact yeah. spot over and over? I'm going to um, divorce Because I've got to cross the yeah. bridge. And I yeah. said, I, I absolutely need to know that this is not part of the required campaign. Yeah, right. yeah. Because I don't ever want to play that level again. I don't want to play any level like it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that there's that. Of, uh, <laughs> what was it, like, two years ago, Destin literally spent, like, 12 hours trying to beat Tyson and uh, punch out. Yeah. And wow. Desk, yeah. It was literally a 12 hour work day. It was like eight in the morning and finally at like seven Jesus. at night he did it. Yeah, though. After everyone had gone, he celebrated to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've still never beaten Mike Tyson in, in punch out. Wow. I, just, I don't know if I have. I've been yeah. in like high school. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, like as a kid, I must have. There's a bar uh, called Soda Popinski's. Soda Popinski's. Yep. That if you can beat Tyson, they have, a, they have an NES playing on the back wall, and if you can beat Tyson, you get a free bottle of champagne. Really? So, yeah. Nice. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta bring my my little brother there. He's beaten Tyson Ooh. like 
do- like dozens oh, of times just, a year. Actual get Mike Tyson. Unlimited yeah. like, beat up Mike Tyson. <laughs> I want to bring Mike Tyson there and yeah. beat him down. That wasn't yeah. part of the deal. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so I mean, long story short, this is going to be a weird change in the industry. Like, this yeah. is, is going to be the norm where, yeah. like, digital games are also maybe coming to retail and also maybe they're going to be a little more expensive because they have big grand plans and they're actually big and they want to be treated like a big regular game sure. and not a $10 thing that you can just throw money at and be like, all right, cool, I'm done forever. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see how these, like, represents the sales because, uh, you know, you have that mindset of people who download games on their phone and if it's more than free, they get yeah. pissed off. Well, and like, you can Monument also... Like, Valley came out and it's like, people oh, are like, three dollars I don't want to pay three bucks to buy a game that I play on my $800 space machine. Yeah. I yeah. saw I saw a woman in first class with an iPad playing a free version of a game that had, was covered in ads. Yeah. And for 99 cents, she could have changed that, yeah. but she didn't. Because mm-hmm. she was like, that's ridiculous. It's exactly. not worth it. But she's sitting in first class, yeah. which means she spent hundreds or thousands of dollars. To and these are people who would rather, like, spend zero dollars to play a game that is worse. Right? Yeah. Because you have, like, Trials uh, – well, oh, man, what is it called? It's on my phone. Trials – came out on iOS this week too like yep. to cuz there's connectivity between Fusion and this other game that I am failing to remember Fission. the name of Trials Frontier. Ooh, I thought it was going to be Fission. Trials Fission. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Trials Frontier came out and it's it's like it's a really good trials game, the tracks are really cool, the mm-hmm. art style is really cool. Just punch that sure. coffee down. No, I, I get on the soapbox a lot, and I, I've, I've actually – I might continue to because every time that somebody hears it for the first time, I hope I get through to them. But at no point should we just associate downloadable with free. cheaper free. Yep. Yeah. And at no point should we associate uh, something at, that has like a whimsical or, or like pretty artwork <clears throat> – as something that should be, you know, $5. Yeah. Like, I remember when, you know, like, Mario games or Zelda games or Rayman games come out or something like that, and people were like, well, it looks like a cartoon. It should be a dollar on iPhones. Like, no, we know, makes really me very it's, sad. it's the video game equivalent of my dumb kid could paint that. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, and you're right. Wow. Like, we're, we're totally missing the point. Like, if it's just it's just a method in which we get our content, mm-hmm. and it's, it's changing by the day. Yeah. And I feel like... This uh, this need that we always have to have everything constantly accessible. It's sort of devaluing everything. Yeah. That like uh, and the guy, the one of the like the head guys of FX actually came out recently and was just like, I don't like what Netflix is doing because this, this, and this, and that, and most of it was bullshit. Yeah. But sure. at one point, he was like, you don't know where these shows are from because it's like when I when I when I watch like uh like Breaking Bad on AMC or something like that, like that whole experience is sitting down for an hour and then there's. AMC, AMC bumpers, yeah. and they're talking about all the other shows on AMC. Yeah. But when I watch it on Netflix, it's just sort of there's a corner in the logo for half a second, and it flies through. Yeah. Uh, and we're getting to this point where we're like, just give us all the content, give us everything. Give me, I'm going to pay eight dollars a month. I want yep. this and this. Don't care who made it. I don't care who made it. How yeah. how it was made. If the you know if it's this, then I want it for free. Um, yeah. Like don't do that. People yeah, bust their asses on things. Respect that. Like if a game's twenty dollars, it's probably worth fifty. Yeah. You know, and if it game's sixty, com. it's probably worth a hundred. Yeah, listen to album.com, free there album. <laughs> Somebody made that. Yeah, uh, that's our topics for the week. I got nothing else. Uh, so if you guys want to go home, let's go home. Do we have to? I mean, we could just hang out here and bullshit. I can hang out and bullshit. But I mean, we're already in their ears, right? If you're listening yeah. to the show and you you're happy, then you can take the headphones off. But if you want a little more, <laughs> <laughs> you're satisfied. Yeah, we're gonna give it to you right this now. This is the twenty dollars downloadable version. This yeah. is where it ends. Yeah. 
Uh, I have no more topics. That's as far as I prepared. That's it. I got nothing. Wait, what comes out this week? We usually do Trials Fusion is literally the only thing I could find. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah. that was good. You could also get Trials Frontier on your phone and connect to Uplay and get crossover bonuses or whatever. Yeah. Also, the thing with Frontier is like it's free and it's good, but it also has that free-to-play thing where it's like, cool, you're out of energy. You got to wait or pay. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what I want from Trials. I would rather just pay 20 bucks for a Trials game that I can just play endlessly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Especially something that's about chasing high scores. If I can't, like, oh, I'm so close to beating Mark. Oh, they, they killed my momentum because I need to pay. Yeah. I'm just going to not play this game anymore. Your rider's tired, but a little money <laughs> might wake him up. <laughs> Buy yeah. him a Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, oh, God. God. <laughs> that's, ugh. Yeah, that's really disgusting. The future's coming, man. I'm not no. wild about that. No. I don't, it's been a weird few years, like, working in the video game industry. Like My, my five-year anniversary at IGN is on Sunday. Congratulations. I, thank you. I've so seen Easter. That's one Jesus. You and Jesus celebrate It's 420, which is also. Wow, really? Yeah. Uh, Everything is coming a lot up right. It's a lot of good, there's good and bad things. Yeah. Uh, that's Hitler's birthday. Yep. Columbine. Columbine. <laughs> wow. I forgot about it's that. It's a pot holiday for yeah. people who can remember that. Can we rank the top five things that happened on 420 this year? I'm, I'm hoping oh, this I'm just up means there. I'm so excited. We get to read from the 420 article. Yeah. Oh, it's if you remember, it's a Sunday. I mean, I'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll be sober. My, my, my no, I mean, I don't know if so. you'll be working at this yeah. time. But I've seen, I mean, I've seen this industry change dramatically in just the last five years, and I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes next because yeah. this whole, like, boxed retail thing, this digital download code, mm-hmm. this, like... Will uh, this be a conversation we have in two years? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, two years ago, I think some of us were probably saying, like I said before, that we wouldn't have consoles. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's obviously not going. The head of Oculus said we won't have TVs soon. In like, like TVs are yeah. Like get out of here, you crazy fool! TVs gonna be obsolete in ten years. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's totally ridiculous. And when people are like, "Well, how are you gonna?" You know, people want to sit in like their living room yeah. with their loved yeah. ones. He's yeah. like, "Well, we can simulate that with Oculus." It's like, or or I could do it without not, Oculus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I could spend five hundred dollars on a VR machine or five hundred dollars on a TV that my entire family can enjoy. Yeah. yeah, you know what I enjoy when I'm like snuggled up next to my fiance watching a movie, <laughs> having the space f- goggles on. Yeah, well, the fact that our fucking heads aren't <laughs> clanging together <laughs> every time I lean in and talk to her or something like that. Yeah, you know, and people don't have to like shove a straw in a hole to feed me. <laughs> And if something, if like there's a dog in the room dying, I can see him. Like we could simulate that in Oculus. Yeah. <laughs> you only see a dog. We, can... we thought we saw a dead dog on the way to coffee today. We did. Yeah. There was just a dog what? laying in the sun. It was beautiful moving. and it was sunny out, and he was just laying out there. And I was like, "Is that dog dead?" And he didn't and move. I kind of like, giggled, and then we kept walking. We're like, "Oh my god, oh my, he's really dead. dead!" And then he picked up his head, and he's like, "I'm not dead." <laughs> and we're like, "Oh shit, he can talk." <laughs> it's crazy. Four twenty, y'all. <laughs> Uh, I guess nice. that explains why y'all didn't bring me a coffee. Sorry, well, did you ask for one? Ask no, one. I lost my phone for a minute. See, with Oculus, you can simulate that. <laughs> <laughs> with Oculus, can we simulate being dumb with this podcast? That I don't know who that guy is. I literally know nothing about him, but he sounds like the worst. What's his name? Luck- Lucky Palmer's? Is it either Lucky Palmer or uh, Lucky Palmer? That sounds like a fake cigarette yeah. brand from a Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that or Brendan Ereeb, who is the president. Brendan Ayub. Brendan I. Brendan Ayub. Yeah, you. Yeah. Just it's all vowels. Now we're just babbling nonsense words. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out You're of here. You're still listening. <laughs> Man, don't you wish you were one of those uh, guys ten minutes ago who stopped listening? <laughs> now he's still here. Yeah, uh, that was podcast unlocked episode okay. whatever this week. Ryan McCaffrey will be back next week to episode write our 2000. wrongs. Episode two thousand. Episode 2000s next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's happening in space. Let's let's who uh, let's do uh, what did we work on? <laughs> okay, Marty. <laughs> 
That's it. Don't start with me. I don't know what I worked on. Oh, we, no. we saw a lot of stuff. Oh, Marty Sleva at McBiggity on Twitter. What yeah. are you working on? Um, you why, just remembered. Get fired. You did just. I? Uh, you, no, I remember that we do that. Oh. Uh, we got it. We did a lot of cool pack stuff. Uh, yeah. Lots I wrote of previews. About below. Mitch wrote about Evil Within and why it was kind of disappointing. Uh, we saw Transistor, which was really cool. So just go go find our PAX Hub and, yeah. and check out some of that. Content. If you just Google IGN PAX East 2014, it'll it, take you to the PAX page where everything we wrote, shot, whatever, it's all there. Yeah. yeah. Every one we shot. Every one we mm-hmm. shot. Lucky is Palmer's there. is dead. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Rest Christ. Brian Altano, Agent Bizzle, MissingThropeAlbum.com. Uh, yeah, I, what? I put out an album for free last December. Uh-huh. It's called Misanthrope. Really Google it. Good. You'll find it. It's yours. Really good. If you like it, pay for it, but you don't have to. Just keep it. Put it in your ears. It's 35 minutes long. You'll enjoy it. Uh, I write and co-host a weekly video game comedy show right here on IGN called Up at Noon. It goes up every Monday <laughs> at noon. Uh, you'll love it or you'll hate it or both somewhere Sometimes in the middle. Sometimes there are I mean, jokes. That's kind of where it is. Uh, and I co-host a weekly comedy podcast called The Comedy Button. Check Good it out at thecomedybutton.com. It's got like some former IGN guys on it. Both of you guys have been on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to get McCaffrey on one day because he's got such an amazing radio voice. Oh my god! Just have to uh, do impressions the entire time. That's not an, that's not like people that people say that's like that's an insult. He's got no. an amazing radio voice. Yeah. Like, oh, he's got a face for radio. No, he's got a great face too, but he's got an amazing radio <laughs> yeah. voice. Uh, and we just launched a sh- uh, store with T-shirts and stuff like that. So if you like listening to goofy podcasts and you want more shit like this in your ear. Every Friday, a new episode goes up, and there's like 120 episodes you can go back and listen to. Uh, and there's no major story arcs. No characters have ever died. No. So there's just nothing. Jump in. Amazing stories. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, he did. Yeah. Poor Putnam Whipple. Um, Thank you guys for having me on. All right, yeah, dude, anytime. Uh, yeah. You're, you're Mitchy D. Yeah, you're that's at me. Mitchy D. Yeah. What kind of cool things did you do? Uh, Pax. <laughs> yeah. Pax is the thing. I'm exhausted, man. Uh, news is kind of my beat, so I don't really have anything like huge in the works right now. Uh, yep. Lots of stuff that's... Like in the really early stages that we're, we can't talk about yet, but uh, we've got some really cool stuff coming. Marty and I are working on some really yeah. interesting projects. Yeah, like cool. Uh, Colin did some some history of pieces yeah. for uh, Sony yeah. Studios. And yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Mitch and I are doing some yeah. history. Yeah, Colin did a cool piece today about the uh, the hardest trophies to get. Yeah, on PlayStation Four. So it'd be cool if we did a follow up on that for Xbox. You know, if you're listening to the show Man. and there, what's like, what is the hardest trophy yeah, or the hard, hardest achievement you've you've unlocked? Email us at unlocked at ign.com with the yeah. answer because I haven't paid attention to achievements in way too long. Yeah, because like his article actually like broke it down like percentage wise, the number of people who played yeah. compared to the number of people yeah. who actually got that oh, achievement. Man, that's yeah. really like I know like 360 wise, it has to be some of those. There were some of those like kill the one guy or be, be in the one top one percent of this game and yeah, that's yeah. Really in multiplayer where the servers are now shut down like some yeah. achievements you literally can't unlock anymore. for me it was a uh, it was like the assassin's creed games where the, you got to the end game part and they were just like collect every flag and i did was that like, in ac2 did you, did you? all 100 I th- of those I feathers think that's or whatever the, i think that's the one i did it in and it, it broke me from ever doing anything yeah. like that yeah. again well it's better 100 feathers than 500 flags yeah yeah so yeah you pick the right game to do it for. nice mm-hmm. Uh, you can review this podcast on iTunes. That's the thing Ryan McCaffrey likes to tell you to do. He Apparently, mentions that, the Xbox Zune. Zune, Zune Marketplace. Zune? This is mm-hmm. the, the internet is where this podcast lives. Uh, apparently, all of that makes us the number one Xbox podcast. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's got to be like Suck some, at number two? Yeah. That's probably Major Nelson. Yeah. More like Minor Nelson. Boom! Shots fired. Oh, let's get out of here on that note. Marty, Brian, thank you for coming by. My name is Mitch Dyer. This has been a messy episode of Podcast Unlocked. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Sure. Look forward to more structure next week. Online.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.